morning, friends. Welcome to Village Catholic Conversations. My name is Art Bammer Jr., uh, Catholic speaker and lay evangelist. I'm here with my good friend and brother in Christ, John Canuthia. How are you today, John? I am doing very good, better than good, and better than most. As my good friend, friend priest and Spiritual director says, I'm too blessed to be stressed. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, uh, so anyway, um, today um, today is episode four, uh, and we are going to stay in the Gospel of Mark as we were yesterday. Um, Mark chapter 1, 29 to 39. Um, and before we begin, John, I'm going to ask you to pray us into today's episode. Absolutely. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Jesus, we come before you this morning to praise you, to thank you, to worship you. You're so good to us. As we lead into the gospel today and as we speak, as we have these village Catholic conversations today and reflections, be our guide, let your Holy Spirit guide us and bless your people, bless our listeners. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. So from the gospel according to Mark, um, we have, on leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They, they immediately told him about her. They approached, he approached, grasped her hand and helped her up. Then the fever left her and she waited on them. When it was evening after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he drove out many demons, not permitting them to speak because they knew him. Rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him, and on finding him said, Everyone is looking for you, he told them. Let us go to the nearby villages that I may preach there also. For this purpose have I come. So he went into their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So, John, that's another powerful today from Mark. Um, what's your what's your first what's what's the things that jump out at you first when you uh, when you hear this word proclaimed? Wow! Thank you, thank you for allowing me to go fast on this. Um, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is the role of women in uh, evangelization, in uh, the healing stories in this case, uh, because we see the first thing is the cure of Simon's mother-in-law. You know, Jesus wants to strengthen. You know, women to give um, the power of of serving, the power of healing. You know, and as you can read um, on the first line, on the first paragraph there, that Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with fever. So there was something going on with her. And as a mother, as a servant, Jesus was touched by that. And something else that I'm also reading in between the lines here that it was looks like it was in, during the evening after sunset, after Sabbath day. So the people were allowed to work after the Sabbath day, and they were allowed to carry things, to carry loads. In, in this case, they were allowed to carry sick 
people to Jesus, and, and Jesus was, and I think at that particular time, allowed to heal, although Jesus was defying the, <laughs> the law of the Sabbath. Right, right. Um, so I think the empowerment uh, of the women, uh, Jesus placing them in place of service, in place of faith, in place of, um, uh, you know, healing, yeah, in in this gospel, uh, I think it's a uh, it's good. That's why I think I'm thinking in my mind when Jesus is performing these miracles. Yeah, and I I, I love the fact that um, you know once again you and I speak a lot about joy and gratitude. Um, obviously, it's implied here that she was grateful and got, just got up and started waiting on them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> um, uh, so you know what a beautiful testimony to, um, you know, her willingness to uh, respond to, um, respond to this cure uh, in a thankful way um, by serving. Now, many people would say, "Oh, well, it's the first century, and that's just what women did, and there was an expectation that you were a woman, so obviously you were serving food." Um, and who knows? I, 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 you know, obviously there's probably some of that, but um, it was still, it was still said. I and mean, it wasn't a lot of things that are cultural in the Gospels they don't mention because the the, the readers at the time would have understood that. Um, but but Mark mentions that she got up and served them. Yes, it's is it. I think it's an amazing um, aspect in this Gospel to actually see. Uh, the encouragement, the inspiration from from her, you know, uh, you know sometimes you know if you're coming off uh, some fever, you, you don't want to do anything in the current right. situation. You, you want to be secluded. But right. I think there's an, an element of oh, you healed, up and running, and not only uh, in these gospels, even going forward, did she wait on them? We see accompaniment of jesus to the cross you know or, or women performing this particular role right if you allow me something else that i find very fascinating and something we can model is jesus rising very early in the morning and i think you do this too do you yeah yeah well <laughs> the, the, my, my life demands that i get up early yes <laughs> yeah you do you, you get up early no, you, but, but but i do give i i almost always give time an hour or so in the morning um, to, to pray and, you know, be thankful before I head off to whatever duties I have. Yes. And I think that's also a call in discipleship where you are allowed to walk and pray, walk and pray, pray, walk, pray. I think that's, that's kind of how I'm understanding or how I'm getting my call here that in today's world, in developing the, the, the virtue, the, the faith, the love, I think I need to carve some time out. And not only me, but uh, that's the call to discipleship. The mission demands that you have some time to rejuvenate, to rebuild, to re-energize yourself. And I think that's what Jesus was doing here. Yeah, and in our world in particular, there's just such a deficit of downtime, quiet time. Um, uh, and, and, and life has always been very distracting, but anymore we're faced with screens and just busyness and running people around. And, th and those of our listeners who have, you know, middle school or high school kids, it's just a constant, it's a constant running from one place to the next and, and busyness with our jobs. And, um, you know, I think Jesus, this always amazes me, John, yes. here's the second person of the Trinity. This in essence is in fact, 
God. Yes, it is. So you see, wait a minute. Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, still makes time to connect with the Father in heaven through prayer. It's not that relationship, which is perfect. He still, the human person of Jesus goes away and says, don't bother me for a while. I need to go have some alone time with my father. So how much more important is it for us? You know, we, we talked yesterday uh, in the episode about um, going, being available and approaching Christ. Well, if you have no relationship with God, Certainly God has a relationship, loves you unconditionally, but if you, you have no developed relationship with God, it's a difficult thing to do. And that's what prayer does. Yes, it is. You, you know, when you mentioned that, it, it, you know, it hits my head that even God himself is willing to take the 999 steps of the thousand steps, for example. And we just need to open up, just move one step, open our hearts for him. And develop a relationship with him. It's like uh, sometimes I think when you go to a networking event or you're in a new place and you need to make new friends, you know, you're going to have to do the work of approaching people and introducing yourself. And to God, I don't think it's that difficult. You, you know, I don't think you need to sweat it because he already says, I have walked towards you. I am here for you. T- turn around. I'm right here. I'm right here. <laughs> Right? Or actually, I, I know. I think a better analogy would be: open your eyes. I'm standing in front of you. Oh yeah, like, open your right, eyes. Right, right, right. You know, yeah, yeah. I, that always comes to mind. Remember that? I don't know if you're old enough. There was a book that says, "God is my co-pilot." Do you remember that? I think I've. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the old saying is, "If God is your co-pilot, you need to change seats." Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, like uh, I don't ask me. My weird brain just thought of that. But, but no. It's not even turn around. I'm here. It's literally open yeah. the eyes of your heart. I'm standing right in front of you. You just need to reach out and recognize I'm here. Let the encounter change you. Right. You know, you met, you remind me yesterday. I met a, a friend of mine, Deacon James from uh, Miraculous Meadow, and he said sometimes God calls you. If you bring that analogy to today's phone, uh, He calls your phone and it will keep ringing until you pick it up. Even when you bang it down, he will still call you, and the noise won't disappear. <laughs> to, to keep ringing until you say, "Yes, I am here." Right. And I thought people need to answer the phone, answer the call. Let us have a relationship with Jesus. Um, and then something else that I'm just reading now as we speak is they they went to where Jesus was, and they said, "Everyone is looking for you." And he told them. Let us go on to the nearby villages that I may I, preach there also. I saw the villages thing. I caught that. <laughs> <laughs> <It is. laughs> let us go to the village. So he didn't say, let's go bring the village to me. He said, let's go to the villages. And that's what I think we are doing here. We, you know, I think if we are to model that, uh, you and I might end up going into the villages <laughs> to bring well, this. Well, well and, and I think there's two things here. If uh-huh. everyone is looking for you and he doesn't say, okay, let him come. I'm going to set up shop here. People can make an appointment and drop by, you know, what? you know, my hours are whatever. Yeah. He, he, he says, let us go to them. And I think there's two things with that. Number one, 
obviously is Jesus is coming to you. Like you said, 99 out of 100 steps. Yes. But the other thing is we as people of faith who are either directly involved in the ministry of church and we're evangelizing as our part of our job or you as a, an accountant or a lawyer or whatever you're doing, you need to know that the people around you that God puts in, in your life that don't understand or don't share your faith, you can't always expect them to come to you. You need to meet them where they're at with charity and, and a joyful gratitude that, that you, you need to mirror Jesus's ministry plan, which is you go to them. And that's deep, my friend. That's he himself. He's deep because you cannot understand him. But also those words that you mentioned there, you cannot expect our, if we are to model Jesus, then it means that we go outside of our comfort zone, our comfort, comfortable levels to reach out for the purpose of evangelizing. I love the, I love that. And, and I also love what he says here, that he told them, let us go on to the nearby villages that I may preach there also. For this purpose, I have come. And if you notice, he went to the synagogues preaching and driving out demons, just like we saw in, the, in the, yesterday's gospel. But something different here is happening, that he was driving out demons, but the, he was not allowing them to speak. What, what is the uh, you know, relationship here? Uh, why is that, in this case, the demons are not allowed to speak, and the, yesterday they were saying, we recognize you? Yeah, I don't know, other than... You know, um, he he maybe maybe the the action here involves Jesus wanting us to have a clear path and a choice to choose what he was saying, yeah. without the distraction of of the demons or the the you know without those things saying you know who are you listening to or uh, just just a direct almost a direct uh, uninhibited connection with with. With Jesus, you know, I, I don't, I don't know why, I don't know why. I, I sometimes I ponder those things, and in one case, you know, or or maybe the in the in the gospel yesterday, the demon shrieked before Jesus said, "No, stop!" <laughs> he beat him to the punch. <laughs> or it just could be that you know, sometimes I think it's the context of of where things are happening, and you know, who knows? Our Lord may have had a reason in the context of yesterday's gospel to to let this demon, you know, point out who he is. And in this case, it, it would be too much of a distraction for the people he's preaching to. Yeah. And sounds like here, he had a, he was having a ton of people uh, right. doing his ministry. Um, so real quick, if you could uh, give like a summary of this gospel and all those points you've talked about, how would you encourage our dear listeners to go forward as they make disciples and form a relationship with Jesus? Well, my my takeaway from this is uh, is I would say the main takeaway for me is this is once again is Jesus is is present to us and we need to make a choice. We need to make a choice to uh, recognize He's there and listen to His word um, and accept that grace into our lives. Um, what about you, John? When you look at this, what's your what's your one takeaway? Yeah, first of all, I think uh, it's to surrender. You know, that's what comes to my mind. I need Jesus to heal me, but for me to do that, 
I have to surrender myself to him and then accept that call that he's giving me every day to for discipleship. Um, and just like following the example of, uh, you know, Simon's mother-in-law, like be willing to surrender my my things. And I encourage our, our listeners the same thing. When you go to the blessed sacrament, when you go for mass, surrender. Because he'll walk through you and our response is being a disciple with gratitude and joy, just as you said. Um, and also to allow ourselves to be used to be encouraged and inspired by him to share a story and to encourage other people uh, to come back, especially those who, who are Catholics, but they have fallen off, uh, you know. So um, I think that's my my takeaway for, for today's gospel. Wonderful. That's awesome. Okay, how we wrap this up with a little prayer? Um, for today. Um, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Lord Jesus Christ, uh, eternal God, Savior of the world, we give you thanks for these beautiful words that you have left us uh, through, the, through the gospel writer Mark and all of the scripture that inspires our hearts and inflames us with a, a knowledge driven by the Holy Spirit to understand your gospel in the most complete way. Help us to understand how we individually may live the gospel of love in all that we do every day. In your name, Jesus, we pray with great confidence. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Well, another good episode, John. Um, Thank let you. Me, yeah. yeah. Let me invite um, those of you who are listening. Um, all seven and a half of our listeners. <laughs> um, no, I kid. Um, no, all of those who are listening, um, if you enjoy this, if you find it helpful, um, please share with uh, your friends and your family. Um, we would love to develop a larger community um, and uh, reach out and let us know if you have any questions or you have any things you would like us to, to talk about or share. Um, we would love to hear from you. Uh, and John and I both wish you many blessings for this day and for the rest of the week. Awesome, brother. Thank you so much for being here with us and uh, let's keep doing God's work. <laughs>